Did a Yankee beat writer and former Yankee nearly get into a physical kerfuffle in the Yankee locker room? We're going to discuss it on an all-new Locked on Yankees, starting now. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gatsoulias. If you're new, I'm a baseball writer and podcast host for the Locked On Network. I've written for places like ESPN, Baseball Prospectus, and the Hardball Times. And I've been hosting Locked On Yankees for nearly five years. That's crazy. You can follow our account on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can follow me at Stace Gotts. I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So let's discuss this. I was trying to read the article about it. And I was really confused as to what actually happened here. But it seems Clint Frazier, who was calling himself Jackson Frazier, but now I think he's back to Clint Frazier, accused Randy Miller of being obsessed with him and also trying to fight him. So this this tweet showed up in my timeline over the weekend. He tweeted this at 11.39 a.m. on Saturday. Woke up to another Randy J. Miller article about me, laughing emoji. He has me blocked, unfortunately, ever since the day you tried to put your hands on me in our locker room and your job was in limbo because of that. You have become obsessed with me. Tough way to live your life, Randy. Now, to say that I was gobsmacked when I saw this tweet, I couldn't believe it because I don't recall something happening here. But it turns out that something happened in 2020. The outfielder said, this is from Yanks Go Yard, by the way. The outfielder said he witnessed Miller make one too many snide comments to Miguel Andujar about his defense, then slyly dropped shocker as he walked past the scrum. Miller then bolted across the locker room to confront Frazier over his sardonic wit. After that, I don't think Randy ever came back in the locker room again, Frazier added. Now, there's some sort of history between these two, because when Clint Frazier was first coming up as a prospect, when he was first, when he, well, when he first came over here in the trade, he opened up to Miller early in his Yankee tenure. He wrote about him. So, I don't know. It just seems really strange that this happened between them. And then, apparently, I didn't know. I didn't know about this either because I don't follow Clint Frazier. As I said, I saw this tweet. It was retweeted into my, um, or his original tweet was retweeted into my timeline on Saturday morning, or Saturday afternoon by that point. But apparently, he accused Randy Miller this past summer of having a Trump-loving burner account with a female persona that chased Clint Frazier online. So he accused Randy Miller of having a burner account that he uses to stalk Clint Frazier. So apparently there's a big beef between these two guys. 
and it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. And I really don't remember hearing anything about this when it supposedly happened, but it just seems very strange to me. Like, really, really, really strange to me. And then, on top of that, the next day, <laughs> it was Clint Frazier weekend. Dan Martin of The Post wrote an article. And the headline... Now, okay, I write articles for Locked On. I don't usually come up with the headlines. I'll come up with a temporary one, but my editor will fix it and tweak it. You know, I'm okay with coming up with headlines, but usually it's the people editing your pieces that make the headlines because they're the ones who know which ones are going to get clicks. So the headline for Dan Martin's article is Yankees left field hole created once Jackson parentheses Clint Frazier didn't work out. So from the title of this article, it seems that Dan Martin is blaming Clint Frazier for the Yankees' left field issues, maybe in 2021, but we're entering 2023. At this point, the Yankees could have gone out and gotten someone to play left field. They should have during the offseason. There are still guys out there who could play left field for them, and they haven't gotten them. How on earth is this Clint Frazier's fault two years later? Someone explain this to me, because I don't quite understand how any of this is Clint Frazier's fault. It's not his fault that he got concussions that were so bad it affected him for years. I just, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Clint Frazier hasn't played with the Yankees since June of 2021. He was removed from a game due to dizziness and then never played with the Yankees again. And they released him at the end of the year. So he entered free agency at the end of 2021. And yes, he had some controversies surrounding him, but the concussion issues were the biggest problem for him. Now, he was with the Cubs last year, and he also played with AAA Iowa, and he didn't really do great with either of those teams. So Texas picked him up, signed him to a minor league deal. Again, how is this Frazier's fault and not the Yankees' fault? He's been gone from the team nearly two years. They got Andrew Benintendi last season prior to the trade deadline. And then he signed with the White Sox. Now, Brian Reynolds, I'll give the Yankees a pass on because the Pirates are asking way too much for him. Jerks and Profar is available. David Peralta is available. And apparently they're on the Yankees' radar. But, you know, they always say people are on the Yankees' radar and then nothing happens. But I really don't understand how any of this is Clint Frazier's fault. The Yankees have had plenty of time to get left fielders to replace someone who left nearly two years ago. So I feel like it was pile on Clint Frazier week. And that's not very fair to him. You know, has he gotten himself into trouble with his own shenanigans sure but I feel really bad for him I was excited when he came over to the Yankees we saw glimpses of how great he could be and it is no joke having concussion symptoms and I just feel bad for the guy and I wish that he could just have you know a normal major league career he doesn't need to turn into a superstar suddenly but it would be nice for him to be a regular on a team and to contribute and maybe it'll happen someday but I feel like there was too much piling on Clint Frazier this week. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So in a moment, we're going to talk about some Yankee news. They hired 
an assistant hitting coach, a player from the past who didn't play for the Yankees, by the way, but <laughs> he's a name that's familiar. And when I saw the news, I thought to myself, really? Him? The hitting coach? Interesting. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, well, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. You can make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So the Yankees named a new assistant hitting coach. It's Brad Wilkerson. And if you're not familiar with that name, well, he played a while ago. So it's fair. But when I saw the tweet come up, I thought to myself, wait, I I think I remember Brad Wilkerson. (laughs) He came up with the Expos. Then they became Nationals when he was still with them. He played for the Rangers, the Mariners, and the Blue Jays. And he is replacing Hensley Mullins on the hitting staff because Dylan Larson is the main hitting coach and Casey Dykes is the other assistant hitting coach. Mullins left to become the Rockies' lead hitting coach. So Wilkerson said, my future role with the Yankees is just being there for the hitters. It's talking to them about baseball, about situational hitting and decisions, when they're going to swing and why they're going to swing. It's just seeing the baseball and getting these guys right, more so mentally than physically in a lot of ways. It's just making sure that their minds are clear and prepared each and every night. So he was an assistant coach and a recruiting coordinator for Jacksonville University. They won a conference championship during the 2020-2021 season. Before that, he was the head coach at the Kings Academy in West Palm Beach, Florida. He also served as a coach for US, USA Baseball, where he was named Volunteer Coach of the Year back in 2014. He said the Yankees reached out about 10 days ago to gauge his interest, and he said he'd only be interested in a big league position. And then the offer came about really quickly, and he had loom... What? He had Zoom sessions with Boone and Lawson. So, yeah, 10 days. That's pretty quick. It's like, hey, do you want to be our assistant hitting coach? Sure. Well, here you go. 10 days later. So that's pretty cool. He said, it was a tough decision for me just with the timing of the whole thing. But at the end of the day, the opportunity I have in front of me to get back to the big leagues and work with these guys with every resource in the world to try to win, it's just very intriguing to me. The type of competitors, the type of guys I want to be around, it was a no-brainer. So that's pretty cool. Um, like to see what he can do. Again, assistant hitting coach. It's kind of funny that um, teams have three hitting coaches now. 
instead of just one. I remember the day they announced that Mattingly was joining the Yankees coaching staff. I nearly screamed on the A train. And a guy, well, a guy, a guy across the train from me was reading the post. I want to say it was the post. And the back page was about Manningly coming back. And I, I kind of squealed. And he realized why, because I was wearing my Yankee bomber. And he just nodded at me. And I was like, wow, because this was before, you know, this was a long time ago before smartphones. I had a flip phone back then. And it wasn't like I could check the internet. Well, you couldn't anyway, not in the subway tunnel. So, um, yeah, it's just funny how coaching staffs have evolved and how many people are involved now and you would think with all these people who were involved the Yankees would be better at hitting in the playoffs yeah Wilkerson said I was always a guy that was a pretty patient hitter aggressive but patient the biggest thing for me is you've got to get a good pitch to hit and hit it hard when it comes obviously we dig down deep in the cages and we work on mechanics but I'm big on the mental approach and making sure with these guys that their minds are clear Oh, there are a few guys that need their minds clear here, Brad. So if you could work with, uh, let's see, Aaron Hicks, Josh Donaldson, that'd be great. So he was the runner-up for the 2002 NL Rookie of the Year Award. He was behind Jason Jennings of the Rockies. Wilkerson's best season was in that season that Yankee fans don't like to mention when he was with Montreal. He batted 255, 374, 498. With 32 home runs and 67 runs batted in in 160 games. So Wilkerson is the only new addition to the coaching staff. Everyone else has remained the same. Wilkerson said, I feel like I'm very prepared for this. Obviously, I haven't been in a big league dugout in a while, but I feel very confident in my skills to get these guys to relax, be themselves, and get the most out of their ability. One more time, Brad. Aaron Hicks, Josh Donaldson. Those are the two important guys that you need to work with. Can we send a message to Brad Wilkerson and let him know? <laughs> he probably knows. I think he probably knows. I think that the Yankees probably have some sort of spreadsheet, some sort of document with a list of guys that these coaches need to work with and make sure they work with, right? <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm safe in assuming that that's probably what they do. So we already talked about it briefly when we were talking about Clint Frazier and the Yankees hole in left field. But in segment three, we're going to talk more about it and talk about who's available and if the Yankees even care that any of these guys are available. But first... Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? You've got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then I've got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. And they're perfect for your New Year's resolutions. And hey, if you are still sticking to your New Year's resolutions one day away from February, I salute you. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably awesome flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, 
they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars from Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. So let's discuss the left field situation. Now, just so you know, I mentioned that I'm writing for Locked On, and I wrote something for Locked On earlier because Locked On Texas Rangers, because there's we also have Locked On New York Rangers, but Bryce of Locked On Rangers and Javi of Locked On Padres had a crossover the other day, and they were discussing Profar, jerks and Profar, because obviously... Profar came up with Texas. He was, you know, I mean, he was highly touted. He was ranked the top prospect in all of baseball in 2013 by MLB Pipeline. And things just did not work out for him the way that he wanted things to work out for him and the way that Texas wanted them to work out for him. You know, he had that shoulder surgery in 2014. He wasn't the same after that, but then he started to pick things up. And after he had his best season up to that point in 2018, Texas traded him to the A's and he did okay with the A's that one year he was with them. Then he was traded to the Padres and he had a disappointing 2021, but he picked things up a little bit in 2022. Now, the thing about Profar is he's turning 30 next month. So he's not that old. And I don't think he's the type of player that you would sign to a long-term deal, but maybe like a two- or three-year deal, possibly. You know, he doesn't hit for that much power. His highest home run totals, he hit 20 home runs in back-to-back seasons, 2018-2019. He got back to hitting double digits in 2022. He hit 15 with the Padres. He's an option for the Yankees, you know, He's still out there. I mentioned Brian Reynolds, but again, the Pirates are asking for too much. I was talking about the po- the prospects on Monday show, talking about the rankings of Volpe, Peraza, and Dominguez, and the Pirates wanted two out of three of those guys for Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds is fine, but he's not that good. He's not that good. Not for that much. And they're not asking other teams for that much, just the Yankees, because that's how the Pirates operate. <laughs> so... Who else is available besides Brian Reynolds, Jerks, and Profar? Max Kepler is another possibility for a trade. Now, he finished 20th in MVP voting in 2019. He hit 252, 336, 519. He hit 36 home runs, and he drove in 90 runs. And he, it worked out to a 4.0 B-war baseball reference. Now, he's locked in through the 2024 season because Minnesota signed him to a five-year, $35 million contract extension in 2019, but he has not kept up the same level of production. Gee, I wonder why, because 2019 was the year with all the juiced balls, right? So a lot of people had inflated numbers in 2019. No offense to all the guys that did well in 2019, but you kind of have to look at 2019 with a side eye in a way. So the Yankees could trade for Brian Reynolds if the Pirates, you know, uh, stop 
asking for crazy stuff. They could trade for Max Kepler. They could sign Jerks and Profar. But the Yankees are trying to stay below the $293 million uh, threshold. <laughs> they're currently at 292.3, so they're pretty close. That's according to roster resource, so they're pretty close to that number. Now, they could also, from within, use Oswaldo Cabrera, which wouldn't be bad. That, that would be fine because, you know, he did play in the outfield and, you know, he did pretty well wherever they put him last year. And I actually wouldn't mind having Oswaldo Cabrera out in left field. They could use Giancarlo Stanton in the outfield. <laughs> now, I know I said, I've said this many times on the show, and if you've listened for a while, I always joke that if you see, if you're seeing Giancarlo Stanton in the outfield playing, that something bad must have happened to someone else. But it's gotten to the point where do we want to see Aaron Hicks in the outfield? Honestly. Not after a couple of those plays he made last year. Maybe his head is in the right space for 2023. Maybe he can get all of that junk out of his head and play better in the outfield. But for Hicks, it feels like if he's not doing well at the plate, it affects his defense. Which is usually what happens with players. But not always. Josh Donaldson, one of those exceptions. Didn't have a great year offensively, but he was fine defensively. I feel like the Yankees, I would prefer either them getting someone like a Brian Reynolds, just not for the price that the Pirates want, or using Cabrera. I'm really worried about Aaron Hicks. You know, I know I said on the show yesterday that I was hoping that maybe he can have a fresh start. Maybe he can get all that junk out of his head and just be okay this year. But with Hicks, you have to worry about injuries because when he's coming back from one injury, he usually has another injury. So I'm I'm leaning toward the Oswaldo Cabrera left field experiment. I think the Yankees should do that. Let me know in the comments on YouTube if you agree with me. But like I said, he he did everything the Yankees wanted him to do last year. And, you know, he could even be platooned with Hicks. Have Hicks bat from the right side, Oswaldo Cabrera bat from the left side, and then they can each play left field. But he could be a starter. I think if he got more chances at the plate, he'd be pretty good. You know, he's not going to hit like 30 home runs, but I think he's going to be a productive enough hitter where I almost feel more comfortable having him at the plate than Aaron Hicks. So let me know in the YouTube comments what you think about left field and what the Yankees should do. I mean, I would prefer for them to go out after someone, but they, I mean, they have Cabrera there. It's not like they're, they, it's not a complete black hole. It really isn't. So some of these columnists need to calm down from that because it's not a black hole. Oswaldo Cabrera is very capable of playing left field. Just like Oswald Peraza is capable of playing shortstop. But we'll see what happens. It's January 31st. Spring training starts in three weeks. Actually, two weeks, technically, if you want to get, you know, really technical. Because pitchers and catchers report on February 16th. So it's just about two weeks. That's crazy. It felt like the offseason was forever. It feels like Aaron Judge was signed five months ago. And now here we are. We're hours away from February. We're two months away from opening day. It's almost here. We're in the home stretch. 
So to recap, it was pick on Clint Frazier weekend, apparently, in the New York area. I don't know why. Just let the guy go. Let him enjoy his time in Texas or wherever he's playing because he's minor leagues. Would it be Round Rock? I'm trying to think of the Texas minor league teams. Just let let him be. Let him have his career and just leave him alone. Brad Wilkerson becomes assistant hitting coach for the Yankees. A nice blast from the past. He's hoping to help out the Yankees. And like I said, Hicks and Donaldson, Brad, those are your two main people that you need to work on. And left field, who are we putting in there? I say Oswaldo Cabrera. That's my vote. He gets my vote. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment on YouTube as well. Click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And when you do click that bell, you will be notified if I go live or if a video is premiering. Pretty cool. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your Tuesday, and I will talk to you later this week.